Genesis chapter 29, verse 1. Then Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the children of the east. 2. And he looked and behold, a well in the field, and lo, three flocks of sheep lying there by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks, and the stone upon the well's mouth was great. 3. And thither were all the flocks gathered. And they rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the sheep and put the stone back upon the well's mouth in its place. So it's just explaining that he came to a well where there was a flock, three flocks of sheep. And there were some boys there. There was children. So like boy shepherds. And they were waiting until the rest of the flocks came. And then the men would lift the stone off the well and water all the sheep at once because it was a heavy stone to lift. So they wanted to do all the sheep at the same time. Four. And Jacob said unto them, My brethren, whence are ye? And they said, Of Haran are we. So they had come from Haran, which was where Jacob was heading. Five. And he said unto them, Know ye Laban the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. 6. And he said unto them, Is it well with him? And they said, It is well. And behold, Rachel his daughter cometh with the sheep. They knew Laban, who Jacob is actually looking for. It's his, it would be his uncle on his mother's side. They also said that, by the way, his daughter is approaching now. We see her coming with her flock of sheep. 7. And he said, Lo, it is yet high day, neither is it time that the cattle should be gathered together. Water ye the sheep, and go and feed them. So Jacob is just giving them advice, saying, Hey, this is the best time to water the sheep, so why don't you do it? Because it's not the right time for the cattle to be watered. 8. And they said, We cannot, until all the flocks be gathered together, and they roll the stone from the well's mouth, then we water the sheep. So they need men to take the stone off the well. So all the kids and Rachel, who's a who woman, are gathering their flocks. And then when the men, I guess far off, see that all the flocks are gathered, then they come to lift the rock from the well. 9. While he was yet speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she tended them. So Rachel is a shepherdess. And Jesus Christ is the good shepherd who always watches over his sheep. And that's a spiritual thing we who follow him are his sheep and he takes tender care of us he makes sure that we are all of our needs are met and he protects us from the enemy which is satan and that's what jesus christ does for us 10 and it came to pass when jacob saw rachel the daughter of laban his mother's brother and the sheep of laban his mother's brother that jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth and watered the flock of laban his mother's brother so he was so excited to see family that he rolled the stone off of the well all by himself. So it shows kindness on his part to water the flock for Rachel. And it also shows how excited he was to meet her, that he didn't wait for anybody to help him roll the stone. He just did it by himself. It could also be showing that he's strong. 11. And Jacob kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. So in our culture, you don't kiss strangers, but in that culture, you always kiss family. And even though he just met her, she is his family. 12. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's brother and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. So now she's excited that family has come. And maybe they both already know that they are prospective spouses of each other because they both already know that they need to marry within the clan 
so they already know that they've probably met their future spouse. 13. And it came to pass, when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob his sister's son, that he ran to meet him, and embraced him, and kissed him, and brought him to his house, and he told Laban all these things. Um, Middle Eastern people kiss each other when they greet, and if they're friends or if they're family. And it says when Laban heard the tidings of Jacob, as if Jacob were speaking to him, but then it says that he ran to Jacob. What happened was Rachel told her father what Jacob had said, the tidings that he was here. And so it's actually Rachel speaking to Laban. Then he goes and runs and meets Jacob. 14. And Laban said to him, Surely thou art my bone and my flesh. And he abode with him in the space of a month. So saying that somebody is your bone and your flesh, that's what Adam said about Eve. And it just means we have the same DNA. 15. And Laban said unto Jacob, Because thou art my brother, shouldest thou therefore serve me for naught? Tell me what shall be thy wages. Jacob is his nephew, but he is also his brethren. Anytime in the Bible it says brethren, it means anybody who's in your family, and that includes women. And you can name a member of your brethren your brother, even if it's not literally your brother. Literally, Jacob is his nephew, but he's still his brother because he's his brethren. And Jacob has already lived there and worked with him for a month, but he hasn't got it, gotten anything in exchange. So now Laban is offering him. What do you want? 16. Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. 17. And Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was of beautiful form and fair to look upon. I'm not sure if it means that Leah couldn't see well, or if it means that her eyes were kind of dull and not very pretty looking. But there was something about her eyes that was not appealing. And on the other hand, Rachel was beautiful of form and fair to look upon. So that's two different things. Form is her figure. So she had a good figure. Fair to look upon is her face. So she had a good face and a good figure both. We see the same thing is said about Esther, Queen Esther later on. And then I think also it's said of David and some of his sons and daughters that they had good faces and a good physique. 18. And Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. 19. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to thee than that I should give her to another man. Abide with me. Laban is kind of reasoning it out and saying, I'd rather have her marry in the family than marry outside of the family. 20. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed unto him but a few days for the love he had to her. Jacob is acting like a son to Laban because he is serving Laban. And in ancient times, your son is your right-hand man, and he serves you, and he does everything for you. And that's why understanding that Jesus is the Son of God shows us that Jesus is the right hand of God. Everything Jesus does is for God, and everything that God does is through Jesus, because in ancient times, a father did everything through his son. So a father would make a decision, and the son would actually carry it out, which is what we see with the Father and Jesus Christ. The Father makes a decision, and Jesus Christ carried it out. Jesus Christ is the one who gives, who gave us salvation. And also, the Father and the Son are always one. What the Son says is as good as what the Father 
intends because the son would never say anything that the father didn't want him to say. So what Jesus Christ commands us to do is the same thing that the father wants us to do because Jesus only speaks what the father tells him to speak. And Jesus has all the authority of the father and all the power of the father. If you have dealings with the son, it's the exact same thing as having business dealing with his father. So here, Jacob, even though he's not Laban's son, he's giving his life for Laban, just like Jesus gave his life to serve the father. 21, And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are filled, that I may go in under her. So he wants to actually consummate and have a marriage. 22, And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. So this is a wedding feast. 23, And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to him, and she went in unto him. And so Laban, of course, had Leah put the veil on and go to be the wife of Jacob without telling Jacob. And Rachel couldn't say anything because it was her father's idea and she couldn't go against it. 24. And Laban gave Zilpah his handmaid unto his daughter Leah for a handmaid. Wealthy families always gave handmaidens to their daughters when their daughters got married, so they would take their own servant with them. 25. And it came to pass in the morning in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. So this is when Jacob realizes it's Leah, because at night she had a veil on, and then when they were in the tent, I guess it was dark. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? Which means tricked me. You know, Jacob tricked his brother. Now Laban is tricking Jacob. And so... Jacob is kind of familiar with the whole scenario. 26, And Laban said, It is not so done in our place to give the younger before the firstborn. But he didn't tell Jacob that to begin with. He deliberately tricked Jacob from day one. He wanted to marry both of his daughters off to Jacob, I think. 27, Fulfill the week of this one, and we will give thee the other also for the service which thou hast served with me yet seven other years. So now he's saying, if you work another seven years, I'll give you Rachel. So the first seven years was only for Leah. So now he's coming out with the truth. 28, And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. Now why do they call it seven years a week? Because in the Bible, often a day is a euphemism for a year. Sometimes it can be a euphemism for a thousand years. It just depends on how they're using it. 28. And Jacob did so and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife. 29. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah his handmaid to be her handmaid. So now each daughter has their own handmaid in the marriage. To help them as a servant. 30. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved her more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. So now Jacob stays for another seven years, which means at the end of this other seven years' time, he will have been working for Laban for 21 years and one month. 31. And the Lord saw that Leah was hated, and he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. In English language, we only have one word for hate, and we only have one word for love. But in the Bible, there's multiple meanings and multiple words for love and hate. There's different kinds of love, different kinds of hate in the Bible. Now, this hate doesn't mean 
that he wanted Leah to die or that he wanted anything bad to happen to her. It doesn't mean that he was mad at her or anything like that. It just means that he was tolerating her and she was not favored. He didn't wish Leah bad. He kept giving her children. He kept having sex with her so that she could have children because that would be a blessing to her as well as him. If he really hated her in a hateful way, he would have not slept with her. But he cared about her, and she was his wife, his lawful wife. So he took care of her just the way you would any wife. But he didn't have a romantic love for her, and he didn't stay in her tent. And that'll be in future chapters, you'll see that he doesn't dwell in Leah's tent. He only goes to her tent to to have more children. He doesn't live with her. He actually lives in Rachel's tent. And the whole family knows that Rachel is the one he's in love with, not Leah. But he still treats Leah with respect and gives her children. 31. And the Lord saw that Leah was hated, and he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. 32. And Leah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Because the Lord hath looked upon my affliction, for now my husband will love me. So Leah believes, Now that I've had a son, my husband will have affection for me. But that doesn't happen. 33. And she conceived again and bore a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I am hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. So Reuben is the firstborn in the tribe of Israel, because Jacob will later be called Israel. Simeon is the secondborn, and his name means something to do with hearing. 34. And she conceived again and bore a son, and said, Now... This time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And Levi is the priestly tribe, so this is a very important son. And it means joined, so the priestly tribe must have something to do with joining us to God, which makes sense, because they are the priests. 35. And she conceived again and bore a son, and she said, This time will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and she left off bearing. So Judah means praise, and Judah is the royal tribe, and that's the tribe that Jesus descended from, and that is the tribe that all of the kings of Israel descended from. That is the end of Genesis chapter 29.